Blog Talk Radio. the radio show. Hey, it must be Tuesday, and it must be 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, so here we are again. Our guest today is Pastor Reva Tim, and we are expecting her to call in. We know some things are happening um, with her, and she did not call in. We have not gotten a response or confirmed, so we decided to go ahead and kind of start the show and see if she will have time to call in several announcements to make. There's so much going on, because, you know, it's Labor Day weekend coming up, and, you know, Memphis is always full, full, full of events to do, so I don't understand what people say. There's nothing to do here. Well, there's tons to do here. You just got to look around and find things that interest you or try something different. Um, the Red Wing Group and Fresh Ideas present the University of Memphis Ribbon and Blue football game. Tailgate, extravaganza, and reception, and that will happen on September 1st. The University of Memphis will battle UT Martin Saturday, September 1st, and um, you can just about guarantee it's going to be a great game. Yeah, and the tailgate should be interesting too, because I don't think they. Okay, four. So what we're going to do, we're going to put some more Trey Ali on, and we're going to go to the phone to see if we can get. Um, our guest on so
Thank you so much, Trey and Lee. You're so awesome. That was Trey and Lee, everybody, and that was our song called Spend Some Time. But now we have um, joining us, we're going to go ahead and connect our caller in just a moment. We're going to have her call back. Pastor Reva Timms is calling in, and we will have our show today. I'm so excited. So everybody, welcome to Loretta McNary Live, Pastor Reva Timms. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Um, great. How are you doing? I am doing great, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for being my guest. I almost went into that church mode, as I call it, and say, bless and highly favor, but I never say that. For some reason, that just came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Well, I, you know, it's like a buzzword. Church people have their buzzwords, too, and that was That's one. True. I'm like, wow, is that really how you do it, or are you just saying that? But with this show, I just want us to talk to kind of encourage people um, that are listening. I know you've gone through some things, and I'm not one of those talk show hosts who um, like controversial stuff or to bring it up because there's somebody's life, and, you know, you have family and all that. So feel free mm-hmm. to talk about as much as you want. I won't ask any of those hard questions. My main concern or main idea I had was that your story is so incredible and that you still um, are still in love with God, you're still in love with everything, and you go on and and try to encourage everybody else. So that's what attracted me to your story. Thank you. Yeah, it it has been amazing. Um, My my story is not really uh, just isolated to me. I've been realizing more and more that so many people have walked the same walk uh, with losing their marriage, losing ministry, losing finances. I mean, it felt like at one point that I just lost everything, and there was nothing that was really stable in my life but Jesus. 
And so as I continue to press and continue to just trust in him, I, I walked through a bitter, bitter rough road, but I was able to come out not bitter, but I came out better. And through that, mm-hmm. I was able to help others to say, you don't have to be paralyzed in the pain. You don't have to stop. Your, your calling and purposes in life are not over because someone betrayed you or you lost things. You can really take that 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 obstacle and really make it a stepping stone for your future. And I was able to do that, and that's what encouraged me to write the book, When It All Falls Apart, for those that are in the exact same situation of tragic loss or portrayal or anything that will cause you to just want to just give up and die. So was it something someone said to you? Was it just clearly you just digging deeper into God's Word? What was the transition? Because I understand there are stages that one goes through after they um, experience what you've experienced, betrayal and, and, you know, faith and trust. I don't know if your faith was ever in question, but uh-huh. what was the turning? Uh-huh. What was it for you that got you through it? You know, it is a process, and I can't say that I just woke up and said, "Bless God, everything's going to be all right," and I had all the faith. I didn't. I didn't have the faith. And what what really pushed me were, of course, I have four children. That kept me sane because at one point I thought I was going to lose my mind. And then I began to really dig deeper into the Lord, as you said, but that is a process because everything you thought you knew, everything you thought you you you, you trusted, at, at a point when you go through, if, if someone dies in your family or someone um, betrays you or you're hurt or you lose uh, your job that you have for 50 years or whatever, you know, things that you thought were secure, when they're, when they're gone, you begin to distrust everything and everybody around you. So I went through that process. I went through the devastation process, the, sh- the, the, the being shocked. I went through the process of depression. I went through a process, and I think people sometimes want you to fake it till you make it, but you have to go through the process because if you don't, it will come exactly. out later. Yeah, some people don't want you to be angry, upset. You have to walk through those. And once you do that, then and only then can you be strong enough to actually walk in this word that most people don't want to do, and it's called forgiveness. And I believe that mm-hmm. was the pivotal moment in my life when I was instructed in prayer to begin to pray for my enemies. That thing was so difficult. But as I began to do it step by step, step by step, I began to feel um, free. I began to feel released. And I knew at that point that they were no longer a part of my life. It had to be God dealing with them at that point. And that's when I was completely free, and I began to move even stronger in the call that God had called me to do. I mean, I don't know the entire story, and of course nobody really knows it, but you and you were close to it. But how do you, I mean, you sound so amazing. I know it's been a little over a year ago when you went through all this, your husband um, yeah. died, and there were some more things going on, and you were fighting for your family and, and the church, and mm-hmm. did you ever feel like you were totally alone with this? I, mean, I did. I did. You know, our story was, was amazing. Uh, we were, when we got married, we were young and dumb, I like to say, but we had a lot of zeal, and within five years, uh, we of being uh, married or in ministry, we grew our ministry from four people to 8,000 people. And the hand of the Lord was on us, and everything seemed to be going well, and then that's when infidelity came into our marriage, and it really was broken. 
and where, where the hurt came, because a lot of people go through infidelity, but where the real hurt came in was not only that, that's devastating in itself, but then you have people all around. When you're in ministry and you're successful, people want a piece of it. And so when you get right. advice. Because your story but, was playing out on like on TV for everybody yeah. to see. So it wasn't like, you know, someone who's not in the public. So not only were you mm-hmm. dealing with the betrayal, the infidelity, mm-hmm. your own faith, trying to protect your family, but this mm-hmm. was being played out loud and in color for everybody else and in to color. their own yes. opinions. And and a lot of people didn't know what really, you know, it wasn't ever said, you know, what type of, what happened, what kind of infidelity, what what was going on, you know. And people were trying to give advice based on things that they didn't know. And so things just started to really unravel quickly. And, and sometimes in ministry people run after saving the church instead of saving the family. And I often say if you mm-hmm. save the family, the church will be all right because the church belongs to God. But when everybody's concerned about the tithes, the offering, what's going to happen, you know, a lot of times they put more focus on that than focus on getting the person healed or getting the person whole that's committed the betrayal. So I walked through that being frustrated, being devastated by the infidelity, and being frustrated by the restoration process, and then having to lose my marriage, actually going through a divorce, and then losing everything even more so that I was used to, you know, going through that. And then the, the last blow was when my ex-husband died. I mean, we weren't, I had, thank God I had forgiven him. We were in a good place. We were, you know, friends. And then when he died, that was a blow. And then for someone else to come and take the ministry that we built from nothing, it was, a, you know, another devastating blow. So it was just it was just a continual process. But at the same time, it, it really goes to show that you can still come out even better, even in that type of loss of losing everything Um throughout any situation anyone goes through. And that's what I write in the book. I actually give step-by-step process. And it's real. It's not plastic. It doesn't just feel like, you know, fairy tale Disney World land. It really hits you right at home where you are. And that's the kind of advice that I need. I needed someone to tell me, this is what you're feeling, this is what you're going through, and guess what, it's okay, but this is how you deal with it. Right, not on that superficial level. You need somebody to get, I guess, because I know I would. I would need somebody to just... You know, to be very transparent, be very vulnerable. Show me the ugly parts of this thing because I'm yes. feeling it, I'm seeing it, I'm dealing with it. But you're trying to tell me over here that we're in um, La La Land and everything's going to be mm-hmm. all, all right. I, mm-hmm. as a Christian, I know everything's going to be all right when I'm really in that zone where I need to be. But then I, I remind myself, you're also a human, and you're a human flesh, and this stuff hurts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so it is somebody, You know, And that's why I think we kind of fail the world as Christians and as leaders is when we don't share, and I know some people got to, you know, you, you don't want to get too deep into your personal stuff because, you know, mm-hmm. some stuff is just between a man and a wife, of course, but you need to share the ugly part and at least be honest with what you're feeling. Exactly. And that's the word, you know, we overcome by the word of our testimony. And I think I have gotten so many great um, responses from a lot of men who read the book, and they love it because it's not a voyeuristic type of book. I don't disrespect my ex-husband in any way. I don't, it it doesn't um, put him on the table for display, but what it does do is it brings out the real issues of what happened. And so you don't feel like you're in the midst of a gossipy or, uh, ooh, I can't believe it. You don't feel that, but what you feel like, this is real, this is a real situation, this is a real issue in the church. This is is what we need to do to help. 
you know, or to, to, to if this happens to anybody else, I'm not going to sit back and just let that happen. I'm going to do something. And, and that's how the book encourages us. So who was on your side? Because it seems like the church kind of, I won't say turned against you, but they, they almost had to choose sides and they went with what they, you know, whatever. And so mm-hmm. how did you, I mean, I'm just still trying to find your strength. And I know it's God. I know that from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, you're, you're, um, you're young, you know. Mm-hmm. So how did you manage to keep from totally falling apart? Or did you fall apart? I I did not completely fall apart, and I think because my spirit was strong when it happened. I had a reservoir of the word in me, and that, I think, was my saving grace in, in the sense where I didn't want to, you know, go and just go postal on everybody or, or you know, just start going off to the news media. When the Lord spoke to me um, very clearly, and, and, I'm, and I'm serious, I don't just say that, just to say it as a cliche gospel, God spoke and he said, hold your peace and I'm going to fight this battle. And I don't think people mm-hmm. understand holding your peace is one of the hardest things you can do. <laughs> it Being meek is having power that's harnessed. You know you have, the, you have the artillery, you have everything to do damage, but God says, I want you to hold that and let me take care of it. And I think because I kept my hands off, God put his hands on. But had I taken my hands on, put on it, he would have taken his hands off of it. And so through that time of really just um, walking in the peace of God and not um, just blabbering everything out, and he began to deal with me. And there were issues in my heart. There were issues in my flesh. There were things that, you know, even though I was not the one that committed the adultery and I didn't do anything so necessarily wrong, there was stuff in my heart that God said, guess what, this is going to be an opportunity for you. And so I took that opportunity to sit down for about a year and a half. I did nothing in ministry. Didn't I sat in the back of churches here and there. And that's when I got even more uh, strong. I mean, God began to pour into me. I began to get all that uh, bitterness, that hurt, disillusionment, everything out of me so that I could have the bright filters of pureness to speak through. Mm. And he will. He will show us ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've had those conversations where I've looked in that mirror, that spiritual mirror, and um, saw where sometimes there was some envious stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we like compliments about But sometimes you take it too deep and it becomes a sin. And sin is sin. There are no levels. It's, it's all sin and God's Exactly. Eyes. And for me, for me, it was putting too much trust in people. You know, there was a yeah. lot, you know, that God had come. And I was, like, putting so much trust in what this person said or that person did. And God mm-hmm. was like, who's God in your life? You know, he has to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and so, that is the thing because, like I said, we're supposed to come to him for all of that, not for somebody right. else's approval. That's right. Oh my God! Did right. you ever say, you know, Lord, could I have done something different? Was it me, or did you take blame for it? Or any absolutely, other? I absolutely, um, I I kept rehearsing in my mind, and I talk about that in the book. What did I do that was wrong? Why don't you love me, God? What what is what is it that I could have done? You know, there's so many things that I will just rehearse over and over. And, you know, of course we all could have done something better. I know for me I've could I could have spoken up sooner. There were things that I knew that were not right and I was covering, I was trying to protect, I was trying to say, you know, he's gonna be okay, you know, things like that where I feel like if I would have just started screaming more for help, you know, I reached out and some people didn't I don't think they took my uh, request as, as seriously as I had hoped. And instead of them 
walking from that, go to the next one or, you know, that kind of thing to kind of help. But there are, there are things, of course, anytime there's a situation that you could have done better, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it would have been ultimately changed unless the person wanted to. Well, change. the outcome would always still been the same, though. Mm-hmm, right. If, if the person doesn't didn't want to change, it would have still been the same. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you know, and it's part of God's plan that nothing that we can do because we don't have that kind of power. Right. His plan will still go forward because we don't we don't see everything. We don't know how God's dealing with a person uh, mm-hmm. internally or spiritually, and we just all we can do is get ourselves together. When That's it's all right. said and done, you've done the best thing. All you can do is work on yourself. Amen. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's not going to change a person. It's not going to change them. Yeah. All in God. I think it can change somebody. That's right. And I think for me, it was being obedient. It worked so well because of the children. You know, they were aware of everything from the beginning. They they knew what was going on, and I made sure that they were continually informed. And so did that, so that the social media or anything would not, uh, you know, take them by surprise. But through this, they're healthy, emotionally, they're strong. Even though we're still grieving, because uh, it's only been a year since uh, he died, and it's still painful, and that's a natural process of grieving. But at the same time, it's a healthy grief, and I think that's that's important. It is. It's definitely mm-hmm. important. And I know some people may listen to be listening now, or may listen to the archives, and they may not know the entire story. But um, um, mm-hmm. you were married to Pastor Zachary Chins, and yes. the name of your book is We Haven't Said That. And the name of your book mm-hmm. is When It All Falls Apart. And I want yeah. people to really, you know, get this book, read this book, not to hear or sensationalize what happened in her life, but to hear her story of survival, of choosing yeah. to be victorious instead of a victim of the things that was happening to her. Because a lot hit you. And it's just like, to me, just I'm just looking on the surface, and it was like, it would have knocked the wind out of me and to hear you talk about it still so lovingly and knowing to take that time out like you said you took a year and a half to Mm -hmm. really get yourself together because God wants to use us and he's going to use us so we need to be healthy as we can so that when we are being used in the spotlight we can represent him and help heal other people yeah and the fire when you go through that fire you should come out like pure gold. The fire is not right, going to destroy you. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to refine you exactly. And, and I and I yeah. think that I was able to do that um, and, and through this whole process. I think you have done an incredible job. <laughs> and, and it continues yeah. because the church where you are, um, you ended up yeah. going and starting another church. Exactly. Yeah, you know, from the and time then, we lost. And, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, say from the time that I lost, Everything I got into a home, I did a home business, and within uh, four or five months, I started making like ten thousand dollars a month, twenty thousand dollars a month, thirty thousand a month, and it was like, how does this work, God? Because I don't do any type of this kind of business ever in my life. It's like multi-level marketing. But I tell people, when you put your trust in God, whatever you put your hands to, it will prosper. And I tell women and men all the time, though you lost everything, step out in faith. And he'll begin to bless you just because you stepped out of faith. And so that was able to keep my head above water. And then when that started happening, I started getting back in ministry. And we started a church three years ago. Um, and I didn't know what was going to happen, but three years ago, God said, "Grow the, don't grow the church, grow the sheep. 
I want you to pour in the sheep. Mm. And so this day we've not advertised, we've not done any of that, but the people have drawn them. You know, we're like, you know, over 400-some people just within that realm, and we're going to do our first ordination. And the church is just growing, um, busting at the seams. And I just say, God, you're just <laughs> amazing. And um, we, we're <laughs> again, we're church, uh, Majestic Life Ministries, right? Yeah, Majestic Life Church, yeah. we uh, it's, it's been doing very well. That is so awesome. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank You're so, so inspirational because you've even done some talks, uh, your own talk show, your own radio show. Yeah. You talked about the month of love and marketing. We have, and what what I know now, you do have to have multiple channels of income because we pray, Lord, bless me, make me financially wealthy, but where is God mm-hmm. going to put the money because it's not mm-hmm. going to fall out of the heavens. So you got to have um portals where this money can um, come from mm-hmm. in a perfect and divine way, of course, and seek God out for the things because everything is not for everybody because what works mm-hmm. for you may not work for me what so works right. for me may not work for you, but God gives us the power to get wealth. That's his word. That's it. But you got to get up and do something. But you got to get up and do something. And the pain and the desperation oftentimes wants to stop you from moving forward. And so I encourage people often and, and often in the book of how to get up and move forward. And that's why I entitled the book When It All Falls Apart. When I was going through, I kept seeing books saying, oh, you're more than victorious or you're so powerful, you know, those kind of titles. And it didn't meet me where I was. I wanted somebody to say, you know, what do you do when you're crushed like a bug? What do you do when it feels like, you know, nobody's with you or standing with you? And so I entitled it When It All Falls Apart because sometimes when people are at the lowest point, that's what they feel like. Nothing is put together. Everything is broken. Right. And then they also, and this is in my own um, personal professional counseling, if I'm talking to somebody, one thing I, I find that people, uh, and especially the younger um, ladies that I, I talk to, they always point out, well, I'm doing all, I'm trying to do all those things right, and I'm not getting ahead. But then I look at my friends who are doing things wrong, Mm-hmm. And they seem to prosper. So, what is it that you can tell them? Because I've had my own, I've freaked out to wisdom. I always so tell them because that's important. Read Psalms 37. Just read that chapter. Mm-hmm. Fret not when it seems like evildoers are, are prospering. And the Bible says quickly, it, it will fall short. What you see now is seeming like it will prosper. It won't last forever. They'll be cut off, the Bible says. But when you do it God's way, it takes a little bit longer to get there, but it's longevity, it's, it's permanent, and it stays. And that's and that's one of the things I think we, you know, we're in a westernized culture where we want it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And that's why I talk so clearly about it's a process. You know, when I went through it, um, actually from the time I found out about the infidelity, that was in the end of around 2007. And so that's a process. From that, from then till now, it's been five years. But I look at going through it; it seems like it's been like forever. But when people look at it, they're like, "Wow, you oh, you you recovered so quickly!" But when you go through it, don't give up because of the pressure. You have to keep pressing forward. And then when you come out of it, it's like, "Wow, God did amazing work in a short period of time." But going through it, it seems like it's forever. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And you know from experience, 
that yeah. it may appear that you're not getting anywhere, but look what God is, is yeah. doing now, and we have to go through those seasons. It's, mm-hmm. it's a natural law. It's a spiritual law that it is. there are seasons in our lives that we have to go through for refining, for um to make us better, to make us stronger, so that and sometimes it's not all about you personally. Sometimes, like if you look at Job's life, it wasn't that Job had sinned, you know, to the mm-hmm. point where it would justify what all was going through him in man's eyes and in his own words mm-hmm. that you can tell from his friends who are using all that stuff. God uses those things for His own personal purposes. After all, we belong to Absolutely. Him, and Absolutely. we want all the good stuff and the blessings, but we don't want the trials. <laughs> and that's like you said, Joe, but there was Joseph as well. You know, 13 years of, mm-hmm. of pure struggle and going for it, did nothing wrong. But in 30 minutes, he was up in the palace and living the life that God had intended from the beginning and, and ruling and saving the nation. And so even that, yeah. that was for me as well, you know, and many that go through the process. It's, it's arduous. It's, it's difficult. But there's an ending, and that's what we have to realize, that God your ladder will be greater. And I think that's an encouragement that people have to hold on to. They have to hold on that. Mm-hmm. And also understand, too, that when God gives you a vision, and he, he will lay out the vision to you. And sometimes and it's different for everybody. But for me, I saw the end of, you know, I saw my vision of where this whole show thing was going and all the other stuff that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it takes, you have to be refined. You have to go through some things because if God had given me, even at this point in my life where I am, the success I've experienced, if I had mm-hmm. gotten it starting out, there's no way I could have maintained it because I wasn't ready spiritually, physically, or mentally. Mm-hmm. I was not ready for this. So you have to go through stuff to get ready for, you know, the plan that he has for us. Like that is such an awesome point, you know, because for me, going through this season, I have so much more compassion now for those that even mm-hmm. fall into sin, for the betrayers, those that commit adultery. I have such more of a compassion because of what I went through. You would think it would be the opposite, but when you let God really heal you and you walk in forgiveness, you start looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. I no longer look at the, the fruit that they manifested. I look at the root. And I see, well, why did they do what they did? What made them go that direction? Why did they fall into sin? And when you start getting to the root and the core, your heart breaks. You want you want them to be healed. You want them to be made whole. And so I, had not I gone through this process or allowed God to walk me through the process, I don't think I would have had that much compassion for, for those that, that fall into that type of sin. But I do now. And that was because... Uh, I have to go through. Now I'm a better minister. Now I know how to minister to people who have lost things. The prayers are so strong and so anointed. Why? Because I've been there, and I and I came out, and I want the same for somebody else. Wow. And see, um, I, I just I want to ask you this question, and it, sure. it, it may lead over to something I don't normally do, or you may not answer, and that's fine. But I have. For me personally, I'll just justify by that. For me personally, I used to really listen to Paula White. And mm-hmm. I think that God really does have a call in her life. I'll just leave it there. But I just don't understand. And I don't have to understand. It's not a part of my life. God didn't tell me I need to be all in this. But how do you feel? Because I know this was somebody that was your friend of the family, and, and mm-hmm. now that she's pastor in the church where you used to belong and to mm-hmm. us looking in out, on the outside looking in, that you would have stepped into pastoring that church that you and your husband started. 
Yeah, but I'm not sure if it was, you know, set up as a business. No, for, so. for, for us, that was that was a hard blow for us as well. Um, initially, when everything took place, all I wanted to do was come in to help with the transition. I wanted to come in to make sure that, because I still had in touch with so many people at New Destiny, my heart, we were, I was still considered mama to many, and many of them would call me back. I wanted to come in. I was, I was grieving. I'm devastated by Zach's death, first of all, and that part wasn't like on the forefront of my mind, take the church, take church, that wasn't it. But what was on my mind were my four kids, and that is a part of their legacy. And I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure when things were transitioned to whomever would be the pastor, that they would have a part in it and that we would be able to be an assistance to help. And that didn't happen. So, again, that was the whole, and with me and Zach being divorced at the time, I did not have the rights that I would have if we were married. And so... That was another blow, and again, we had to go back to what what I wrote in that book, and and back to the Word of God, back to the place of forgiveness. That and it was difficult. I mean, that was very difficult, and even now, it's difficult at times. So, to answer your question, um, it, it was it was a difficult uh, blow for us, but we're still trusting God, and even for that in that area. Okay. But, again, I guess it's one of those things you referred to that I've taken my hand off so that God can put his hand on and his will be done. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's a good place to be, and that's the best place. But as a human feel, you know, Mm -hmm. for me it would have been the most difficult thing, and and God would have just almost had to just play me in the spirit and tell me, hey, girl, stop, 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 Mm -hmm. stop. But you never know how you respond unless you're in that situation. We can sit in sideline coach or drive on the right side <laughs> all we want to. But until we're actually on that field playing in that game or in that car, driving that car, you cannot truly say what you would have done. You're right. You couldn't. And then you have so many, you just have so much red tape and bureaucracy uh, with uh, legal matters. It's so much deeper than just what you can see. And you know you have to understand which battles that you have to pick, and which ones already yeah. look like they're probably a losing battle anyway, um, based right. upon right. that type of situation. Yeah. And it's like saying, God, I know you did it that time, but you can't do this again. So I need to just keep <laughs> fighting this battle over here. I'm gonna keep going. But God <laughs> is so much bigger than that. We'll never understand His His wisdom and His depth. But if yeah. God can do it, what He did for you guys through you guys at um, De- New Destiny, He can certainly yeah. do it where you are at Majestic. So, Amen. Um, you did the right thing, <laughs> and He doesn't duplicate success, so it'll be something greater. Come on, I really believe that. it'll be something greater. <laughs> because you that. have you have not spoken ill of it. You you know you handle it because you were human in some ways. You have, I have not heard, and I don't hear it now when you're wishing any harm or any damage. Mm-hmm. So God's going to really lift you up and bless you even more for the things that you've done because you are allowing him to be God. Amen. And that, that's In the all key. his essence. I'm just inspired because I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know how this interview is going to go because I'm not, I know people want to, you know, dig deep, and the best has never been what God has called me to do as a talk show host. So I just mm-hmm. like to talk about solutions. I like to talk about, you know, um, vulnerability and transparency and hurt and pain because we truly see where you are now, and you are leading by example not only for women who have been betrayed and, you know, mm-hmm. had their trust um put on the spotlight, but for men as well, and you're handling it um, well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That And I, I give all glory to the Lord. But you're right, there's so many men out there that are hurting. I was shocked. There, there are now so many 
uh, male book clubs that are u- utilizing the book to help them mm-hmm. because some of them didn't realize, you know, how how hard their spouses or those that they portrayed, uh, how hard they hit them when they read the book. Right. And others were the betrayed by their, you know, wives and mm-hmm. being able to walk through it. So I, I just thank God for the, the opportunity to be able to express that in written form. And being a first-time author, um, it just blessed me because I didn't even, I, I guess I didn't think it were gonna, was going to be as successful as it is, and that's why I know it's the hand of the Lord. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want everybody to get a copy of that book and, and start having conversations about it so true healing can take place. And it only takes place when there's true um, truth. Yes. So it has to be truth that, for healing to uh, really, really occur and be sustained. So I commend you, and I'm just so glad that you took the time out to be my guest on Ray McNary Live. Any closing words, anything um, you want to say to people who um, may need a word to become, you know, to encourage them that they are stronger, sure. wiser, and better. If they quit sure. looking back, you'll see how strong they are. Amen. You know, I like to tell people when it seems like everything has ended, oftentimes that's just the beginning. Every ending is just a new beginning. And when you begin to shift your, your paradigm and don't look at it losing everything, but you begin to look at what is God about to bring into my life. And you said it before, he's not going to duplicate it. It's going to be better. And so with that being encouraged, go through the process. And let everything that he wants to get out of you, let it do. Don't fight him. Don't try to struggle with him. Just be obedient. And some people say, well, how did you hear him? How did you know? What what did you do? People make it more complicated. God is simple with his word is true. He'll speak. He'll direct. He'll order your footsteps. And when you give it to him, even if he wants you to go right and you go left, he'll order them back right again. And so mm-hmm. you just... Just in the trust of him, he's got you. So I just want to encourage you, every ending, know that God has a better beginning for you. Mm, that was powerful. That was really powerful. And I use that same analogy about if you go left and he wants you to go right, just like so people can understand. The GPS system, that little lady said, okay, recalculating, recalculating. God recalculates exactly. us all the time. Exactly. <laughs> he does. And he did that. He did that for me, and I'm a witness. And and that's one of the things. I always would find horror stories of people being betrayed, people losing things. And I wanted to say, and then when I would see the end, sometimes people just stop. But I wanted to find somebody that made it through. And I'm hearing great stories of those that made it through, and we want to continue to help others that make it through and even be better than they were before they went in the fire. Because mm, that's what builds the kingdom. So that's how you yes. know God doesn't waste anything. He does not waste on. anything. He salvages everything. That's so it. It helps build the kingdom. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, exactly. cool, and thank you. I just want to say thank you. You helped me. I, I'm always trying to be inspired or inspire other people, but you have been a blessing to me, and I wasn't sure, like I said, which way this show was going to go. I just wanted it to be loving, and I wanted God to get the glory out of what he's done in your life through the pain, oh, through the hurt, and the disappointments, because we all go through them. We're just not always right. talking about them. But that's we right. go through them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly it. Well, yeah. you'll have, have to be our guest again. You have a freestanding invitation to come on to tell us about your conferences, your next book, and where we can find you. Of course, you have a Facebook page. Yes, I have a Facebook page, and um, Pastor Reva Tims, also uh, Pastor Reva, and I also have a Twitter and uh, Majestic Life Church dot com. www dot Majestic Life Church dot com as well. 
So thank you again for having me. As always, our job is to encourage you and inspire you to tell the truth so that you can heal the other people's stories and be encouraged. So until next time, we'll see you soon.